everybody. Welcome to the Homeworkies podcast. We are so excited today. We have a director with us. We love talking with the directors and we have director Jake Helgren here. And Jake, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so what we like to do with our guests is we like to find out a little more about you and what inspired you to become a director? Um, I grew up on a, on a farm out in small town, Texas, um, and was watching movies with my mom and my sisters. Uh, as a small child, Christmas, Halloween, um, Thanksgiving, always big holidays in our household. Uh, we went all out with decorations and, uh, and, and, and celebra- celebratory festivities throughout the holiday season. And so, um, you know, just in general, uh, as a kid, movies about, inter- movie, entertaining movies became a big part of my life, whether it be something scary um, like during Halloween season or just something, um, fun and, and, you know, alive during the Christmas season. So Hocus Pocus and Home Alone are probably my two favorite movies of all time. Um, I love actually is one of them. Um, and I just knew that I wanted to do that. I, I got told uh, my, my third grade English teacher told my mom, he's a really good writer. He should be writing. This is something that he's good at. And, um, at some point I realized I didn't have the patience to be a uh, novel writer. So I was like, I want to write movies. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I started doing. I wrote my first script when I was about 18. Um, uh, but then I ended up going to college for uh, writing, English writing and rhetoric. And so I was in a writing program, uh, but I was always writing scripts during that time. So uh, I finally came out here to pursue the dream and the writing uh, turned into producing and the producing turned into directing. Um, and So you're uh, a writer first. I was a writer first. Yeah, there was a, a number of movies that I wrote um, and or wrote or produced. Um, my first uh, Christmas movie, I think, was Dog Walker's Christmas Tale for um, uh, Up TV with Jonathan Bennett and Lexi Giovanoli. Uh, we did that about six years ago and I, I wrote it, but I did not um, uh, direct it. I wrote and produced it. Um, so, yeah, I, I had always known I wanted to do um uh, you know, th- these kinds of genres. So it's kind of funny that I fell into doing a lot of stuff for, um, you know, uh, Lifetime Hallmark, uh, the scary stuff and the, and the, the, the romantic stuff. So yeah, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty, pretty happy and uh, uh, enjoy <laughs> what I do. <clears throat> is that, is it hard taking on both directing and writing or is it somehow sometimes easier because it is your own script? It's a lot easier. I think mm-hmm. I, I, in fact, it's, 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 it's funny because I, directors, we, we produce movies that I oftentimes that I don't write, um, and, and, and don't direct. Um, and, and sometimes in those scenarios, it's like the, you know, your director has to know the script backwards and forwards. Um, I'll write the script. And then sometimes when I'm on set directing, I'll be like, is that in the script? Cause I'm just so like, I know that I, I know what's happening at all times, but I won't necessarily remember every little detail because it's in my head. So I get, I get a chuckle sometimes when I'm like working with an actor and they're like, no, no, I, I, I was like, that was great. And they're like, but that's in the script. And I'm like, oh, oh. or <laughs> I'm like, like really, I'm brilliant. Like, no. <laughs> so, so yeah. Uh, yeah, everybody gets, gets a kick out of that, but, um, yeah, it, it, I do think it makes it easier because going into scenes, going into things, I already know I, I wrote it. So I, I, I have a very clear picture in my head about, um, how I want it to look and how I want it to feel. And, um, 
Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm one of those directors that, you know, I'm, I'm a big collaborator. I love working with people who are talented and good at what they do, and I like to let them do their thing. Um, but I, I'm very hands-on, you know, from, from production design to, to costume design, I'm very uh, nitpicky. Like, I'm like, oh, this is exactly the, I picked out these three dresses for the lead ladies for the finale of the, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sp specific about those kinds of things. So, um, yeah, it's good. It's fun to be fun to be hands on. It's fun to be creative and, and uh, mm -hmm. something I really enjoy. Yeah, I'm always curious to know from directors, uh, what's it like working with both the editors and the directors of photography, the cinematographers, that I mean, how much of it is sort of you saying, get these shots, get this, and how much is it them coming and saying, this is what I think works for the scene? Uh, or is it just kind of an equal back and forth? I think with any key key crew uh, position on your set, you know, whether that be an editor, especially, you know, you hit the nail on the head, especially with editors and cinematographers, because they do have so much of this control over the overall um, product. Um, but even in the cases of, um, uh, you know, your costume designer and your production designer, um, these, these people, uh, you know, it's so important to let them, like I said, do their job um, and, and give you their ideas, but, but kind of be able to know when to say, um, we only have so much time in the day. I don't have time to do that. I need this. Um, you know, this is a great idea though. So let's try and find a way to maybe, um, combine my idea and your idea, um, kind of, um, create an aesthetic that it's just, it's just important that you're both on the same page because, uh, having a, especially a director of photography who, who you don't see eye to eye with, um, that can, that can kill a movie. I mean, it has, it's, it's, there's a lot of movies is you, you'll find that, you know, create biggest creative problems are usually between like either the director and the producers or the, the director and the director of photography or the director and the lead actors. Um, you know, the, these kinds of, um, uh, you know, positions of power, it's just really, really important to be on the same page going in and kind of have a clear understanding of, of, of what you're going in to do together uh, and be on the same page with that because, um, uh, you know, you definitely see the, the, the movie magic comes in. I, I'm the director of photography I've worked with on the, my last two thrillers. Um, you know, he, he and I have just seen very eye to eye on everything. Um, and, uh, you know, it's just like a very shorthand that we have with one another where he already kind of knows what I like him to do with the camera. So I'm not having to ask him to change a lot of the, like, Hey, I don't like that. Like, I need you to do this instead. You know, I, I think having that shorthand, he knows I'm going to want like a, a shot over someone's shoulder rather than a clean shot of them from, from a strange three quarter ang three quarter angle, you know, like, uh, you know, he, he knows, he knows what aesthetic I want. And that's just important to go to know going in um, for your editors. It's um, you know, it's similar. An editor, if, if I, I'm pretty good in the way that like, I don't overshoot. I think some directors definitely overshoot. And, and when you overshoot, then you're giving the director, the editor, maybe more options than I would want him to have <laughs> to play with in the editing room. So I just don't overshoot when I have what I, what I, what I need, I, I move on. Um, and then it, it becomes a little bit easier for the editor to do their job because, you know, they don't have, you know, 20 things to choose from. They memory. Right. They only have a couple of, couple options to choose from. Yeah. Would you ever kind of get a banger? Like, Oh, you want with that take? That's surprising. I sure. Yeah. I mean, I have a, <laughs> a number of different editors I've worked with all very talented and um, some of them do some, sometimes an editor maybe likes that 
like slightly campier silly take or or you know they, they made like the one where the actor really started crying really hard and I'm like no 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 no, no. we can't have like you know somebody in a you did you'll see actors in a hallmark movie sobbing <laughs> you know like it's not no 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 if they're gonna cry they're gonna get emotional it needs to be within reason mm -hmm. <laughs> so so but i also you know that's something that you know you have a conversation oftentimes with the actors going in like um you know we're making a a very very specific kind of movie with a very specific formula and um let's go in making the best version of that possible certainly there's going to be moments there's going to be times when you know your actors are going to get a little bit emotional and you you just hope that you have that kind of actor i mean who, who immediately comes to mind is um, Ashley Newbro, um, who was the lead in my, my Hallmark movie, Merry Christmas Match. Um, she got emotional a couple times in that movie. And it's just, you just see it right here, you know, like, but it feels very, very mm -hmm. real. And it feels very authentic. And, but she's not, you know, sobbing. Um, and that's what, that's what, that's what the movie calls for. You know, mm -hmm. that's, that's what, that's what, um, you know, we've come to, to uh, expect in these kinds of movies. So it's an art, it's really, and it's a skill and, and not, not all actors have it. Um, so it's a beautiful thing when you get to see actors who can do it. Um, and then also, you know, having a director that knows, knows what, what needs to be put in uh, mm -hmm. and what shouldn't be. Is it hard for you to envision the after, like the after effects of like things like when they're adding in the snow and the, the other visual effects in, in the films, do you have to kind of use your imagination? when you're looking at the dailies yeah i i mean i guess at this point i've gotten very accustomed to um you know visualizing we can have that shot in the movie because we can realistically do effects <laughs> on it or we cannot do that um obviously we always try to do as much practical as we can um you know we we've lucked out a few times when i, I did um it's not Christmas, but it's um, a, a winter wedding movie for for UpTV a few years ago, and they did premiere that on on Christmas Day. Um, but but that film in particular, we were lucky enough to to you know shoot in Big Bear, and we had some real snow um, throughout the shoot. So we did very little in the way of snow blankets, um, uh, very little in the way of of, of, of effects. Um, a lot of it was was real, um, you know, and 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 that beautiful powdery snow, you know, that actually came down um, on the actors in a few scenes. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, when we did, I, you know, did Dashing in December for Paramount Network last year with, with Andy McDowell um, and Peter Port and Juan Pablo de Pache, that movie, we had a ton of fake snow, but we had a very healthy snow budget for that movie, which we, you know, shot in September. So there was no snow. Um, but uh, when you have a healthy budget for, for practical snow, you can bring in very, very real looking snow. Um, and uh, so obviously we did have a lot of VFX too for some of the, some of the big wider drone shots. Um, but you know, for the actual onset stuff, it, it, was, it, was, it looked very real and it felt like mm -hmm. when we were on set, I was like, oh my goodness, it's like I'm, <laughs> I'm literally in a winter wonderland right now in September. Um, but you know, we we have we have uh, shot a number of movies in Lake Arrowhead and Big Bear, and sometimes we haven't always had. Um, uh, we had a ton of real snow on our, our Showtime Christmas movie, My Best Friend's Christmas. Um, we had a, a ton of real snow on that one as well. I think Merry Christmas Match had some real snow, uh, but a lot of the snow had melted. So you just work with what you have in front of you, 
And, uh, and yeah, sometimes I'll choose shots based on like, hey, I know I can really kind of make this look really nice in effects uh, with, with some, some, some effects snow. So yeah, it's always to be taken into consideration with Christmas movies. Yeah. But one of our ones from this year, actually, Welcome to the Christmas Family Reunion um, for a lifetime, we shot here in Los Angeles. Uh, it is a Los Angeles Christmas movie, so it has no, no snow. A warm weather Christmas movie. Wow. <laughs> Lifetime is a little, they're a little, um, they, there's a few. They always have, they always have a, a few, a handful that don't have snow. A radical. Um, and, you know, because Christmas does take place in places like here in Los Angeles where we don't have snow. So, uh, but you know, I always, I always, I, I used to look at it as it used to become a little bit of a frustration for me. And now I, I, I enjoy it. You know, yeah. it's like, it's, it's a challenge. Um, and it's fun how to, how to make everything look a little bit more like my winter village. Yeah. You've done the thrillers and the rom-coms, as you said, um, would you say that one is easier than the other or they're about the same? I mean, they both come with their fair share of, of, of issues and challenges. Um, uh, I, I, people always ask me, um, what would you, if you had to choose, what would you choose? And I'm like, I, I can't ask me to choose. <laughs> it's like, I, I can't, you know, it's like uh, peanut butter and jelly go together. Right. So it's like, I have to have both for that sandwich, you know? <laughs> so I, I love, I love both genres. Um, you know, snow is definitely a challenge with, with Christmas movies, um, with thrillers, it's, um, you know, more so being able to write a story that, you know, um, fits within the ramifications of your budget budgetary limitations, which is why it's nice that I, I write my stuff because I know what I can get away with um, for the budget and the time that we have. Um, I, you know, there's always, I, I'm always thinking, well, we have thrillers, we have a stunt coordinator. When we do Christmas movies, we don't have a stunt coordinator. So it's like, we do a couple of Christmas movies back to back. My stunt coordinator is like, I miss you guys. You know, so that's always <laughs> like, he. I think he wishes we were doing maybe more thrillers. Um, but, you know, when, like when we did Dashing in December, he, he did come because we had horses. So we obviously had stunts on set. But um, yeah, I don't know. They're both, they're both so different, both so much fun. Um, I oftentimes I'll have actors who will come onto um, a set. Like I, right now I'm, I'm doing a thriller with um, Shaylee Rose, uh, who's done a, a number of Hallmark movies and this is her first thriller and she was very very excited to come do this and said oh my gosh I'm so excited you know she and she of course loves uh loves doing the hallmark as well but um she's very excited to be coming and doing a thriller and she's like this is just a whole new world for me <laughs> um but yeah it's been it's been fun to watch her um experience some of the challenges that come with with this uh, you know, shoot, which has required her to uh, do a lot more crying and a lot more screaming and running around than she ever obviously does on a, on a Hallmark movie. So, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, that, that's, uh, that's oftentimes with actors. I, uh, Natalie Hall is a good friend of mine. Oh, I did, a, did a movie there. She's just one of the most incredible humans you've ever met. Um, and she's just like, Jake, when am I playing a psycho? And I'm like, <laughs> Natalie, it's coming. Like I am definitely, she can do it. The, the girl has chops for days. Like she's so talented. She can, she can literally do anything. Um, and yeah. So, Cause they've uh, done, they've done psycho grandma and psycho sister-in-law and psycho nanny. Psycho sister-in-law is mine. Is <laughs> yeah. one of mine. Psycho sister-in-law is one of mine. Psycho party planner, psycho yeah, stripper. Party planner. Those are all, yeah. those are all, yeah. all mine. So, um, <laughs> 
and I, I have I have one coming a thriller coming out December tenth on um, Lifetime Movie Network. It's going to oh. premiere as part of Sleigh Bells, um, starring uh, Yan K. Crystal Lowe, um, who oh, is uh, part of the the Seinfeld delivered uh, Hallmark series. Uh, she is my my lead lady in that, um, and she did she actually did. Um, uh, one thriller for for a lifetime last year, uh, psych. I think it was. Oh, yeah, it was wedding planner. Wedding, wedding planner, planner, yeah, yeah psycho psycho wedding planner, planner, yeah, with yeah. with Kristen Booth. Um, uh, you know, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so she's going to be the lead. Um, and and old flames never die. Our our, our upcoming thriller. Oh. So I guess I'm making a habit of making Hallmark um, stars come do thrillers with me. Yeah, you're taking them, <laughs> stealing them, I want them back. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so how do you come up with your ideas? Uh, I, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting. I, I'm always trying to figure out ways to take the formula and do something that hasn't been, hasn't been done, even though it's all been done. Um, trying to find a way to, to put a fresh spin on an idea that maybe has felt, I mean, you know, Psycho Stripper was a, was a huge um, hit for a lifetime. Uh, because and in fact, I think you know they ended up. Um, did you have you seen have you seen Psycho Street? I haven't seen that one. No. Oh, okay. I've um, seen Psycho yeah. Granny, and I enjoyed that one very much. Psycho Granny is good. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. A good Psycho, one. Strippers, Psycho Strippers is a lot of fun. Um, um, uh, starring Carissa Staples, who uh, did did has done I think not for Hallmark, but a couple of Ion Christmas movies. Um, okay. Anyway, she. She um, she's the lead in that Tyler Johnson soap star. He plays the the psycho stripper, and uh, they ended up like uh, licensing I think Magic Mike to play back to back with the crazy because it's like oh let's let's play Magic Mike and then the psycho <laughs> the psycho stripper movie back to back with it. But that movie was great for them because it was like you have this crazy man. But he's not just like her husband, you know. He's actually somebody who who you know is a stripper at her bachelorette party and then becomes obsessed with her. And of course there's a twist and, and so on and so forth. But that was a really cool way to, to uh, incorporate, um, you know, dance scenes into the movie. And like, there's a dance studio, she works at a dance studio and um, just some really fun kinds of set pieces and things that you wouldn't, you wouldn't normally see um, in, in this kind of, um, you know, lifetime movie, uh, but still very PG-13, still very, um, you know, uh, fun and, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those things that if you can find a way to do that, Old Flames Never Die, for example, the one coming out December 10th is, uh, my idea was basically, I wanted, I want to see the, the crazy psycho version of, um, Sweet Home Alabama. Like, I want to do Sweet Home Alabama, but with the psycho. So, you know, Crystal Lowe goes back to her hometown, um, her, after her fiance cheats on her, um, and she ends up, um, re, reigniting, um, uh, her high school old flame, but he is obsessed with her and there's, and, you know, of course a twist and so on and so forth. So yeah, trying to figure out ideas that maybe um, feel um, like a spin on a, a rom-com as a thriller or something like that. That's always, that's always a lot of fun. Um, yeah. And then like Psycho Sister-in-Law, for example, it's like, we've seen so many of the that, oh, I want to, you know, steal your, steal your baby away from you. But what if it was your sister-in-law who wants to take your baby? Like that's a, that's something that we don't see too often. It's usually mm -hmm. the next door neighbor or whatever. So yeah, just trying to find, find new spins on, on old classics. Uh, We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Merch Store. Are you looking for that perfect gift for the postable, hardy, or Hallmarkie in your life? 
What about getting that t-shirt or hoodie that will help you stand out at your next holiday party? Now is the time to check out the Hallmarkies merch store. Full of festive designs by artists like Jessica Miller, Carrie from Walmart Comics, and more. You can even have more than just shirts, but totes, cell phone cases, notebooks, mugs, and more. And it isn't just Hallmark. We have designs for Anna Green Gables, Man from Snowy River, The Nanny, and more. Every purchase at the merch store goes to help support the podcast and allows us to make the great content you know and love. There are frequent sales, so go to tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies or see the link in the description. That's tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies. Yeah, (laughs) I think it's fun. With Dashing in December, when you were writing that, was that, uh, I guess, stressful in a way because you're kind of it's, it's a start. We, we don't have that many LGBTQ rom-coms in, during this time yeah. of year. It's a very interesting, um, uh, Dashing in December is a very interesting story because I, I certainly, um, I certainly have had, um, you know, queer characters in, in, in movies as supporting players. Um, and, and I certainly never thought it was, a, was, a, was an option for me to do a, to write a LGBTQ, um, Christmas movie, uh, even though I am uh, uh, gay myself, but yeah. um, I I actually pitched Dashing in December. Uh, I, I can't. I think the original pitch was like Christmas rants. Uh, something I can't remember what it was, but um, it was actually originally and I it's a, a heterosexual um, pitch, mm-hmm. and uh, my executive producer um, on that film came to me and said, hey, um, we act- I actually wrote it um, with Netflix originally in mind because they said, well, Netflix is thinking about doing a gay Christmas movie and you're perfect for this. So would you like to, to pitch something to them? So um, not only did I pitch it, I turned around and just wrote it. I took, I said, like, she was her idea. She said, why don't, why don't that, that horse, the horse ranch idea, like, why don't you do that? But like, you know, I was like, that's brilliant. Um, so yeah. And then I, I turned around and I, I actually wrote that script funny enough, while I was shooting, we shot My Best Friend's Christmas and Merry Christmas Match back to back in Idlewild um, in the spring of 2019. And I actually wrote Dashing in December while I was making those two movies. Um, I, I, they wanted something very quickly. I was, I was, uh, I didn't want to miss the opportunity and I knew I was going to be on set for two months. So I used to um, get up around like 7, 8 a.m., go to the gym down the hill, come back up, go to the coffee shop. And I would write for two hours, work on Dashing in December and then go <laughs> film for 12 hours later that day. Wow. Um, so yeah, it was needless to say a little bit of a challenge there. There were some nights I, I you know, would wrap and try to do a little bit of work and fall asleep next to my glass of wine. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, it was a great experience. And, you know, um, uh, it ended up in the hands of, of, um, um, uh, our dear friend, um, Megan, um, uh, Hooper White, who, um, used to be the head of production over at Lifetime A&E. And she moved over to, uh, Paramount Network, um, at that time. And we ended up, she ended up loving, loving it and wanted to, to do it there. So it ended up, um, at, you know, with Paramount and that was just a fantastic experience. Um, and they really, they really supported the, the, the vision I had for that, um, and kind of making it like an, an, an authentic, um, uh, you know, version of a queer, you know, queer representation um, and, and hiring, you know, queer leads. And um, yeah, it was, it was just really great. And now, and now we're starting to see 
uh, see a lot more. more. I'm doing yeah. I'm doing another one. I'm doing my second one next spring. Um, it'll be starring um, real life couple um, Caldine Massey, who was the lead in Merry Christmas Match, and his husband Taylor Frey, who just had a little baby. Um, yeah. And uh, so, yeah, it'll be very exciting to be doing a, a, a queer, another queer Christmas movie with a real life, real life couple who are both dear friends of mine. So, that's great. Um, that's yeah. great. It was a great accomplishment. It was, it was just like, in my opinion, it's just nice to see different stories. I mean, we have so many of these movies that yeah. it, 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 it's a new story. It shakes it up. It, it's just makes it less, I don't know, it's just fun. Yeah, and we've we've been we've been seeing so much of it. I'm, you know, we we started this year doing Welcome to the Christmas Family Reunion, which was my first movie um, featuring um, an interracial romance uh, with our leads Michelle Argeris and Alonzo Slater, um, and that was a lot of fun for me to to um, uh, to explore that. Um, you know, since uh, it's all about um, you know a, a white girl falling in love with this. Um, black family that she's not as close to her family and she ends up you know falling falling for for not just him but all of them um and then you know uh, our other movie writing around the christmas tree um was my first film um featuring both um black leads which was a lot of fun we shot um uh sweet navidad which will come out next year i did not um uh write or direct that one my friend Brittany underwood um directed that um and that's starring uh, Camila Banus, um, who is a Latina and, and, and features a lot of the Puerto Rican Christmas traditions. Um, and uh, uh, we're about to go to Washington to shoot um, a Christmas movie in Leavenworth next month, um, which um, will be starring Valerie Ortiz, um, uh, and, uh, you know, who is also Latina. Um, and so it's just, it's, it's great to, to be seeing and to be able to, you know, there, there are all these other um, Christmas traditions from other cultures that we don't, we don't really know much about or get to see or experience because, you know, we've, we've, um, you know, we're very used to our, our cookie cutter ideas about Christmas movies. Um, and it's just lovely to be able to explore some of these other uh, themes and cultures, you know, I've, I've like gotten excited about trying some of the, 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 the Christmas foods that we got to do on the Puerto Rican um, you know, film set. I actually missed it. I didn't get to because I was not there that day. But uh, <laughs> but I wanted to. And we're talking about making some of these Puerto Rican pastries that that we're going to be doing the movie next month um, mm. as well with Valerie. So yeah, it's great. That's awesome. Well, tell us a little bit about first. Um, Welcome to Christmas Family, and you were just mentioning it. Uh, mm -hmm. And uh, tell us a little about that one coming up. Uh, yeah. So uh, Welcome to the Christmas Family reunion um, was actually. Um, uh, an idea that my my ex-boyfriend had uh, while we were dating. He said, uh, I think you should write a movie about um, a white girl. And she's like, ends up like falling for this black guy. But then there's all these like matriarchs in the family and they all have different like Chris, they always, they'll want to do something different at Christmas. And I was like, That's, this is genius. And I was like, well, their name should, their last name should be Christmas. That way we can call it a Christmas family reunion. Um, and so that's kind of what it became. It became like one of my strong suits has always been like writing female characters. And I, I love the banter between female characters. So um, one of my favorite movies I ever did was Girlfriends of Christmas Past uh, for Up TV, which is basically like First Wives Club or John Tucker Must Die set at Christmas um, with these three 
three girls getting revenge on their their cheating this guy who cheated on all of them at Christmas time. Um, so yeah, so I thought that would be fun to play with again. And so we have, uh, you know, we were so blessed to get, um, you know, Wendy Raquel Robinson and Vanessa Williams to play um, uh, the, the, the mom and the aunt. Um, and they have some great scenes where they bicker back and forth. And, and it's just, uh, you know, that was, a, that was a, a ton of fun to film those scenes. Um, and yeah, it, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, you know, beautiful movie about, uh, you know, family traditions at, at Christmas and this party planner, she, you know, she kind of gets involved with the family. Um, and that's how she ends up meeting, um, Calvin, the lead guy, uh, played by Alonzo Slater. And, uh, uh, she's trying to kind of keep the, keep the calm, uh, keep the cool at the, for the Christmas family reunion, because they all all the matriarchs are arguing over where they're going to have it. Are they going to have it at whose house? Um, so it was a lot of fun to uh, kind of explore um, the different uh, aesthetics of the, the, the Christmas. Vanessa Williams' house is like very clean and very like pristine um, uh, with the decorations. It's kind of not cold, but like it's very, um, uh, you know, not homey like Wendy Raquel Robinson's house has got like the little Christmas villages and the nativity and and um uh, that kind of stuff um but they end up ultimately having it at their their great aunt's house um uh and uh, that's the one where they've always had it so it ends up being like their old Christmas traditions and 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 that's not really giving anything away I don't think um but uh yeah it's it's a it's a it's a fun, it was a fun movie to, to, and a big, a huge cast. We so thank, yeah. thank goodness we shot in LA because the cast is so big. We had <laughs> days where we just had like 10, 12 actors on set and it took three hours to get everybody ready. So um, I didn't realize yeah. that their last name was Christmas, that it's yeah, literally yeah, a their Christmas last name family Christmas. reunion. Yeah. So that's why they have their family reunion during, during Christmas. Yeah. That's clever. That'll be fun. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. Sometimes love needs a little push. Lizzie Shane, the award-winning author of The 12 Dogs of Christmas, has a brand new small town romance set in Pine Hollow, Vermont, where every happily ever after begins with adopting an adorable rescue dog. First love gets a second chance into all the dogs I've loved before when the town librarian mischievous Australian shepherd keeps getting loose and fetching her ex, the town sheriff. Lizzie Shane's Pine Hollow series has been called an irresistible blend of heart, humor, and a whole lot of puppy love. And to all the dogs I've loved before is available now wherever books are sold. To learn more, visit www.lizzieshane.com. That's lizzieshane.com. And your other one coming out in December is riding around the Christmas tree, correct? Correct. Yeah. It's actually um, on Christmas day. It's coming out, I think on Christmas day. Yeah. We were really, we were really excited. It's funny. Um, our, our lead in that crystal joy Brown, who I actually met as a result, she was, she played a very small part in uh, psycho stripper as the, as the, uh, the maid of honor. Um, and that's how I met her. And it just so happened because of COVID she's, she's in Hamilton right now on Broadway. Um, but because of COVID and, you know, Broadway was shut down till just recently and I, I messaged her and I said, hey, would you, you know, would you want to come to L.A. and, um, you know, play play a lead, you know, and she obviously had done uh, a second lead female in a Hallmark Christmas last year, uh, one royal holiday. Um, and so she was like, I would love to play the lead. Oh, my goodness. She's going to get really excited. And 
Um, I almost was like, should I write a scene in there where she sings? Yeah, she's such a great singer, but but uh. she doesn't. Um, actually, funny <laughs> enough though, um, uh, uh, Meg Steedle, who is in the movie, um, and uh, just a very very talented, lovely actress, um, friend of mine as well. Um, she does sing in the movie, so there is singing in the movie. It's just not <laughs> Crystal. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, and then and then I knew I knew Curtis Hamilton. Um, uh, as a result of, I, I think he had auditioned for Dashing, so he we had like been in touch, and and I thought he would be great to play the lead, so uh, the lead guy. So yeah, so we had both of them come come in and do it. We just got really lucky to get Don Lewis and James Black on board, um, uh, very talented uh, actors as well, and then and then two of my friends, Max Emerson and Gavin Michaels. Uh, there is a gay couple in the movie. They just are, or they, they it's kind of a, a second B story like love interest. Uh, between them and the movie, which is really cute. Um, and that movie was a lot of fun. That movie was like summer camp. We were up in Lake Herod. We had, a, we had some real snow. Uh, fortunately, the side of the house that, that, that the sun set on um, was able to maintain its snow because it didn't have sun hitting it all, all, all day. So it's like, oh, thank goodness our snow bank is here. We don't have to put snow blankets down. Um, but we shot at this amazing, amazing, beautiful chateau right on the lake. Um, I ended up staying in this, it was called the Happy Hut, but um, Marilyn Monroe stayed there, I guess, uh, oh. back, in the, back in the 50s. Yeah, she stayed in this, in this, in this hut. Um, it's like a little summer house outside the, the chalet. Um, uh, but yeah, I stayed there during the duration of the shoot and, and a lot of the crew stayed in this chalet, but the chalet is incredible. There's like secret passages everywhere. Um, it, it's just, it's, it's massive. And it's a very just perfect Christmas retreat um for and that was actually the original title of the script was was Christmas retreat um (laughs) but it turned into riding around the Christmas tree but that was very that was a very um uh special story to me because it's about writers and you know I am a writer so I and it was a challenge to like how do you do a movie about a writer's retreat and keep it not boring because when because talking about writing is kind of boring right so I had to try and find ways to to make it interesting, they have they have activities, and these activities, you know, we gave them, I gave them Christmas names, Christmas themes, and of course, there's a lot of um, traditional Christmas goings on in the movie as well. But you know, one of the things that 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 has gotten, you know, at least for me, really boring um, as a writer, and and, I, and I'm actually bored as a viewer, is like seeing Christmas cookies being made. <laughs> you know, it's just like, like, oh, there's only so many times somebody can like make a snow angel or like throw a snowball, um, you know? So it's like, it, it was fun. It, it was a challenge to try and create a story that, that tells something different and isn't just the normal Christmas activities. Um, and I'm trying to do more of that kind of stuff because uh, it is also more interesting for the audience. You know, it's like yeah. getting to explore um, like we were talking about with cultures, but getting to explore, um, you know, a different uh, activity, uh, mm-hmm. Christmas activity. So, and I all at least if they're going to do the activities that we've seen a million times, at least give their characters some like real motivation for participating in those activities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That helps a lot too. Like I really enjoy the Christmas list with Alicia Witt, and in that one, she finds this old list that she wrote when she was a little little girl with that she wanted to do Christmas things she wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And she, she said she would never end up becoming like her mother. Well, she, she finds out I I'm just like my mother. She finds this list and she's like, okay, I want to do all these things just so I can tell myself I'm not like my mother. And I thought that was a really great motivation for then. Mm-hmm. Now we get to spend all this time doing all these stuff, you know, these fun activities. And I, I wish that they were kind of more thought out like that, 
uh, that they had kind of a motivation of like in, in very merry mix up when they make, um, cookies and they do it because they have to stay up because they have a, they've had concussions. Mm -hmm. So there's like a motivation for it. And, uh, so I, I think that at the very least, if we could kind of do that, it makes, it makes the stories better. Yeah, I, I totally, I totally agree because, you know, we're, I, and I think, I think, I think a lot of people are catching on. I don't think mm-hmm. it's just, you know, me and you who are, who are noticing. I mean, there's Only definitely, us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think a lot of people are catching on. I really, you know, one of my favorite favorites last year, I, you know, I watch a lot of these with my mom when I go home for Christmas, it's like five-star Christmas was a ton of yeah. fun. Um, you know, and I think, I think Hallmark uh, is wanting to do some more fun stuff like that, which is, which is, which is great. Um, uh, because there's so there's room for it, you know, there's room to, to have these kinds of, um, fun spins on stories that, you know, the, the kind of the farcical, um, you know, and the best part of that movie was the sister who, again, she had a motivation for doing all her cooking because she, uh, she wanted to become a chef, but also because it was keeping her mother's memory alive. So that worked, I think really well. Yeah, I agree. I think that that, uh, I mean, that we, again, we just get so many of these that, uh, if you're going to go basic, then you have to have great chemistry and the banter needs to be really good. Yeah. Otherwise you need to freshen it up somehow. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And that, and, 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 and having a new story that gives you the opportunity to, you know, that was what was so great about, um, you know, riding around the Christmas tree is, is, you know, Crystal Joy Brown wants to keep the memory of her mother's retreat alive, which is why she's, which she, why she ends up doing the retreat because she has writer's block and she can't finish her, her new book. Um, but part of it's that she, she, you know, is writing about love, but she hasn't experienced, she, she refuses to give love a chance again after her heart was broken the last time um, she had a bad breakup after she lost her mom. So that was what was fun because, you know, uh, Curtis's character writes nonfiction. So he's like the total opposite of her, but he's actually totally down to, um, you know, experience Levin is not being shy about the fact that he has a, has a little crush on her. Um, so, you know, that, that's, that's, that's always something really fun to explore. Funny enough, I actually got writer's block. I haven't had writer's block in <laughs> years. I haven't had, I can't even remember the last time I had writer's It's probably been about eight years. I don't know. Um, and I got writer's block writing this script about this writer having writer's block. I was writing, writing around the Christmas tree last Christmas when I was home for the holidays, because I knew we were shooting it in March. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I was writing it, I just got writer's block and I couldn't That's finish funny. it. I was in Texas and the whole time I was there, I was just like rewriting the first 30 pages over and over <laughs> and over. And it wasn't until I got back to LA, like in middle of January and the executives are like, where is this script? <laughs> I've never missed a deadline. And I'm like, I got writer's block. And they're like, you're not, you're joking, right? And I'm like, no, I'm really, I'm really, I really have writer's block. You're like, this is too meta. It's yeah, too- <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's so. funny. Yeah, and this Curtis Hamilton, he looks very dreamy. Oh, Curtis, yeah, he's, he's, he looks great. he's a very, very good looking guy. Don't tell him that. He's not, <laughs> no, he's, he knows it. <laughs> Today is actually his birthday. Oh. So I was just texting him, wishing, wishing him a, a happy, happy birthday. Well, so, yeah, happy belated guy. birthday when this posts, Curtis. <laughs> yeah, great birthday. Uh, well, we like to end our interviews with some fun, silly questions. And you get the holiday version because it's, it's Christmas. Right. So, all right. First question. What is your favorite holiday drink? Hot cocoa or eggnog or cider or whatever you like. <laughs> What's that? Champagne, a holiday drink? <laughs> yeah, sure. It counts. <laughs> okay. Champagne. Mimo- champagne. I, I love to... I, I love to pop 
open bottles of champagne in my mom's kitchen when she's not looking because it scares her. And I have like a collection of Christmas videos scaring my mom with champagne pops. <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> my sisters think I'm such a jerk, but you know, it's tradition. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for next question, what is your favorite holiday cookie or treat? Ah, uh, you know, I'll, I'll splurge and I'll usually get one of those little cranberry Starbucks, the, with the white icing on it. Like the, I like those. Um, I'll have those once or twice during the Christmas, but like pumpkin bread, homemade oh, yeah. pumpkin Delish. bread or like a pumpkin roll, like with, um, the cream cheese icing. That's, that's <laughs> amazing. I actually make a really good, um, pumpkin cake, uh, with oh. cream cheese icing. So are you a big PSL uh, person? Uh, if I'm spice latte, if I'm no, spice latte, I, no, I, I, I'm not anti. I'm just, I, I don't drink a lot of Starbucks. I'm a little bougie. So, okay. <laughs> I mean, I guess some people think Starbucks is bougie, but like, I, I, I I'm like, I go to the coffee. coffee oh store. yeah. So Good. not too big, not too big on the Starbucks, but no, no hate, no hate. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll drink Starbucks. If it's there, I'll drink it. Well, they have pumpkin <laughs> spice other places, right? Yeah. Yeah. They do. Actually, there is, there is a place that I had a pumpkin, I think it's called coffee dose. There's really, yeah, there's, I had a, a pumpkin spice that yeah. was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> well, what is your favorite Christmas song or carol? Um, oh goodness. I do love cold December night, Michael Buble, which was amazing because mm -hmm. we ended up getting it for the opening credits of dashing in December um that's one of my oh, yeah. favorites. um I I think as far as traditional goes we had I love Oh Holy Night which um you know we got had Lindsay Court singing in our Hallmark Merry Christmas match it's that's a beautiful beautiful song I love the John Williams Home Alone score beautiful mm -hmm. beautiful 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 Christmas music and yeah and the Love Actually Christmas score also is a beautiful Christmas score mm -hmm. so, sorry I can't really no good ones okay <laughs> what is your favorite classic Christmas movie definitely Home Alone yeah Home Alone then Love Actually then Home Alone 2 probably <laughs> they, yeah that's one of my favorites that's the first comedy that I really ever bonded with uh, I went I saw it when I was just about to turn 10 with my grandparents and uh, it, I just thought it was the funniest thing ever yeah. I loved it so you much watch it over and over yeah. and over again and it never gets old yeah. my sister my nephew's actually named Kevin after Kevin McCallister. No way that's how that's how serious our family is about <laughs> Home Alone. the new yeah. one I Love actually tattoo as well. Oh my so. gosh. <laughs> the new one I do not recommend. Uh, oh, did you see it? Yeah, I, didn't I did. Know it was, has it, has it, yeah. it dropped on, on yeah, it dropped on oh. Friday. Okay. And uh, it's, it's just, they made, it, they made a lot of baffling decisions. Like why on earth would you make the, they made the robbers like kind of supposedly likable with mm. like this whole backstory about how they're losing their house. And they need to get this art, this thing that that's in the Macau, well, whatever the new name is their house. So they and so that doesn't work because then we feel bad when right. these people that we're supposed to be rooting for are getting like tortured basically i mean the whole point is it's supposed to be funny to see bad guys get anvils you know drop right. on them like yeah 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 and so to make them it was just so misguided i was like what on earth yeah. are they thinking that's too bad yeah it was you think with all the money behind that they would and, and also ellie kemper so great yeah like, uh, yeah disappointment yeah it wasn't her fault but it was yeah. just 
not not well thought out but anyway <laughs> i love home alone too i'm with you there uh so which do you like better scrooge or the grinch grinch okay good uh clear lights are colored clear okay so would you rather be in a snowball fight or build a snowman snowball fight okay would you consider yourself a good gift wrapper no <laughs> worst the worst. absolute worst I'm, I'm also just so i'm the laziest most horrific i'll if i can stick a bow on the the heinous wrapping job i'll just put bows wherever i can just to get yeah Terrible. like it's the gift that counts yeah yeah exactly exactly <laughs> all right last question do you have an ugly christmas sweater you're in there in la so probably not I do. Yeah. I mean, what can, yeah, no, I, it's not ugly. I have a, I have a, <laughs> a, a cute, ugly Christmas sweater, I guess. You're like, no, all, good. They're all cute. They're ugly, but they're cute. Whatever. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, very good. You answered all the questions. <laughs> nice. You passed the test. <laughs> all right. <laughs> but thank you so much for coming down and talk with us. We really appreciate it. It was a lot of fun to get to know you and talk with you and looking forward to the two new movies. Yeah. Yeah. Really excited. We'll have updates. Um, my producing partner, Autumn Federici, um, my, my rock in this world. Um, she does lots of updates on our Insta uh, for Ninth House Films. So you can mm -hmm. follow our, our, our Christmas goodies there. We have lots of right. updates coming up. Do you have social media that you want to share? Uh, yeah, at, at Ninth House Films um, is our is our social, and then I mean you can find me in Autumn through there. I do I do some work posting, but yeah, but we we post about all of our Christmas stuff on uh, and thriller stuff on Ninth House Films. Great. Well, thank you so much again. Really thank appreciate you for having it. Me. Yeah. And I hope you have awesome. a very very merry Christmas. Yeah. Same to you. It's right, great to meet you. Care. Bye. We'd like to thank Jake for coming on the podcast. This was so much fun to get to meet him and talk with him and let us know your thoughts of all the different things that we talked about. We'd love to hear in the comments section or on Twitter. And you can follow me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. So please take a look at that. And also make sure you're following the podcast at Hallmarkies Pod and Hallmarkies Podcast, all of our social media. If you're listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews. And if you are watching on YouTube, please give this video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that so much. We also have our merch store and patron group, which we so need that support. So please take a look. Thanks again to Jake. And we wish you all a very Merry Christmas. We'll talk to y'all later. Bye.